to another episode of the Hoops Temple Podcast. We hope you all had a lovely holiday season. Happy New Year's. It's the first podcast of 2023 for us. And we have some New Year's resolutions. Aaron, you were just telling me before I wanted to do this intro how you came up with your resolutions. I have not told you yet how I came up with my resolutions. Can you please tell our listeners? Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, you haven't told me yet. It's a big secret. But for me, I try to go with a actual character trait that, that a real person would tell you. Like, hey, I'm trying to do this this year. This is I'm trying to be a better person. And I took that and attributed it to a team. And that's the direction I'm going with. I did almost the same thing, but slightly lazier. I googled the top 10 most common New Year's resolutions and then assigned them to team slash players. Okay, I like it. Do, do you want to know what the 10 most common New Year's resolutions are? Please. Go, ahead. Go to the gym more slash exercise. Mm. Eat healthy. Get organized. Learn a new skill. Live life to the fullest. Save money. Quit smoking. Spend more time with friends and family. Travel more. And this one just says that you were interviewed by someone and wanted to report the right answer. Improve job performance. Okay. Okay. I look forward to hearing your uh, your nominations. I do too. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So my first resolution in, the, in life, you need goals. You need to have a direction with your life. What, what kind of job do you want? What kind of relationships do you want? What, what kind of friends do you want? What, what direction is your life heading in? And for the Washington Wizards, I don't know what direction they're ever going to go in. Because before the season started, he had said, they're probably going to be about average. And they've been about average. And then reports come out that they want to trade for Jay Crowder, which is a playoff push move. But again, where are we going with this? Now, they've been winning games but it, as of late, but I actually think that adds more to this resolution, which is they're probably going to win 41 games, and they're going to be stuck exactly where they were with a bunch of players that they picked 13th overall, built around Bradley Beal. And another mini resolution within that is Bradley Beal should play more. As a Bradley Beal fantasy owner, I think he's missed 15 games already. Um, that's what I want from the Wizards. Let, let's, let's either go all in on something or tear this down. We can't just be average again. I don't know what exactly going all in even looks like for them. They are all in. They already did it. Bradley Beal and Chris stops. And all in is 41 wins. I highly considered them for for one of those 10. I was thinking about the save money because they have one of the, it's either 10th, it's like 10th or 12th highest payroll in the league this year. And just payroll to wins it's them or the Lakers that are the worst, but with the Lakers' complete dysfunction, you could probably apply almost any of the 10 most common New Year's resolutions to them. So I, I, I thought about the Wizards. I hate the idea of Jay Crowder for them. It's terrible. He doesn't move the needle. At all. Like, Not even a little bit. And I think things would get worse because it'd probably be like Rodvia or something and, and or one of the young guys. Can I shout yeah. out Rui Hachimura really quickly? Because he has been playing really well. Looks good. I've had some Rui stock. I make my girlfriend take him in fantasy basketball every year because I believe not enough to take him on my own team, so I make her take him. So that's my extension of, uh, of, of Rui Hachimura living in my heart. But he's been playing well. He killed my Kings, and he's had some good games. I don't know if that's partner support or abuse. <laughs> he's pretty good. Hey, she's, hey, she's the one seed in our league right now, so ain't complaining. She's 8-3. Okay, it's supportive. Yeah, they're out. All right. I guess... I'm just going to go straight down my list in order, which is go to the gym more, the number one New Year's resolution. And I am assigning that one to Evan Mobley. Mm. Now, you might ask why, and 
to, to build these, I tried to have some sort of statistical correlation. Some of them are just vibes, but for Mobley, he is dead last in points per possession on post-ups. He averages 0.72 points per post-up. He's incredibly skinny. It's it's so bad. And Cleveland does make a concerted effort to give him the ball early and tries to get him going. You know, we saw a lot of that earlier in the season. If he can get in the gym and he can bulk up a bit and, and turn that into just a single point per possession, just average, that would be amazing. That would really help Cleveland go a long way. Mobley's at a point where he's been compared to Garnett in, in that defensive mm-hmm. instinct, but also like the body. But Kevin Garnett is an insane athlete and better than Mobley is. And I think what you'd like to see from, from Mobley is to put on the kind of Giannis muscle. Now, Giannis is probably a better athlete than the two of them, but you, you got to pick a direction. Like, like the Wizards, you got to pick a direction. Like, like are we going to be yeah. like crazy athletic and skinny or are we going to be able to like kind of bang down low? And I think for Mobley, I'd like to pair his crazy defensive IQ and ability with a little bit more muscle. If he just remains this great of a defensive player, he will be a top 50 player for most of his prime. I mean, probably the next 10 years. So we're looking at a top 50 type guy. If he can become a reliable 20 points per game scorer with some shooting, with some off the the dribble type of moves and being able to bang down low, being able to finish near the basket, that's that's where he could enter the top 10 in zone. Especially because Jared Allen isn't posting people up like that. Yeah. More of a more of a rim running defensive uh, defensive anchor. And Jared Allen could also use some work in the gym because if you hit him when he's in the air, he doesn't always finish the best. I want someone who's going to finish through contact. And I think the Cleveland Bigs, you know, hey, just get a workout buddy system. Did you have someone go into the gym? I didn't have. I did not have someone go into the gym. You know what, Nate? In life, in life, you have to to be appreciative and be grateful for the things around you. And if you've had maybe a checkered past, you'd like to to really appreciate that the moment's going well right now. And for the Nets, just enjoy what's happening. Be grateful. Be nice to each other. Because things have been so rocky and so tumultuous and so bad for the past year and a half that the fact that things are they're getting along, they like their coach, they're playing together. Just keep the vibes going. Let's 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 be kind and be and be courteous and not quit on your team or say crazy things to the media and just uh, be stable. You know, one of the things that really helps with stability is getting out of negative environments. And I actually did have a resolution for the Brooklyn Nets, and that's travel more. See more places. Get out of New York. It's not been great for Kyrie being in, in New York. We know with the whole vaccine mandate. But did you also know that the Nets have the best road record in the NBA right now with 12 and 7? I did not know that. It is slightly worse. They're, they're 12 and 8 at home. Oh, no, it's it's better because they're 12 and 8 at home. So one less loss on the road. Get out of Brooklyn. Go yeah. see life. Go, you know, try new things. Come to Sacramento again so we can whoop you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll always be the second team in New York. It's been really funny having one of my best friends live there because he's like, yeah, I want to see basketball games. So I got Nets Nuggets tickets because they were like 50 bucks. And the Knicks tickets were like 200 for the nosebleeds, like the, the same level of tickets. And so he went and saw Jokic and Jokic's MVP year. I'm like, all right, that that's cool, buddy. That That's awesome. Menvious. What's your, uh, what's the next, what's the second most common? The second one is eat healthy, which in honor of our buddy Dylan, who is not here, I'm changing it to go vegan. And I'm assigning this one to Kyle Lowry. 
because I was watching the Heat oh, play. God, just playing. He's old. Yeah, he needs that plant-based lifestyle to rejuvenate his career, to get him back, give him a little bit more energy. You know, none of this red meat, you know, slowing him down, just weighing him down. Listen, I had cheeseburger the other day for brunch. It's kind of my New Year's resolu- or my New Year's tradition. I I go to this burger joint every New Year's day after New Year's, and I I have a big greasy burger and some just fantastic fries. They used to call them crack fries. This is black crack wow. pepper. They're also just crazy addictive. I'm sold. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great place. Hopcat, love it. Free ad. But I I need to take a nap afterwards. We can't have Lowry doing this. We need Lowry to be rejuvenated, to be re-energized. The Heat are not good, but they are better when Lowry is mobile and active and in the in the flow of the offense. I saw the Heat play the Kings. They ended up beating us. Kyle Lowry's ass is insane, dude. I was about three rows back. I think I already said this on the podcast, but like he looks like like a pregnant woman. Like from behind he really does <laughs> and and uh, maybe the vegan diet would help him with that but like he he kind of killed us that game but um i just figured i throw it out there that he uh that, that that that's still out there but i had my own for the heat sometimes you have to move on Nate. sometimes maybe you had a great you had a great 2020 yeah maybe you bought in on uh on that 2020 year a little bit too much you got to change some things around you you, you maybe uh maybe you signed some bad contracts in the past few seasons <laughs> And you gotta get you gotta get out of those contracts. And I think for the Heat, this core isn't making it to the finals again. And maybe they're good enough to win a playoff series in the Eastern Conference. That's totally fine. I don't see the long term benefit from this. I'm sure they have some plan, but the books don't look good for Manny between no. Butler, who's gonna get make, make so much money, and Lowry still in the books for a few more years. The Duncan Robinson contract, but they're gonna have to pay Bam. This gets expensive, and they just aren't very good right now. They have the third highest payroll going into next season. Like their payroll right now is 152 million and spikes to 175 next year. Like it is them, the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. And like the Clippers, sure, they might win something. The Warriors have already won something. You can't have this payroll if you're going to be the Heat and not be either competing or having had won things. They have this entire roster on the books next year essentially and even some of their good players like Struess is going to be a free agent next year i think oladipo is going to opt into his 9.4 million dollar contract next year and so it's just going to be the same team and they're probably going to be worse than 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 this year and they you know i I think we could be we should be upset we should be angry because we were tricked we were lied to we bam at a bio fooled all of us he told us he was going to shoot the ball 18 20 times a game and we came on here and we, we, we said he was going to be one of the 15 or 20 best players in the league. We were led astray so far from the beaten path. Let me see how many he's actually taking this year. He's taking 15 and a half. So actually it is up by two and a half shots. But that transition from a, from a Butler-led team to a, a Bam-led team, at least on offense, I really kind of thought it was coming and I really wanted that. But I think we're still pretty far from it. It doesn't help him that they're not a great three-point shooting team. Like, that was going to be the thing, is that, hey, with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, they were going to just make it rain threes, and then they could have more spacing. But right now, they're 23rd in the league in three-point percentage. That's not creating spacing for Bam to go to work. Some numbers recording to go, Dylan and I did trades for the East, and ties into my New Year's resolution for the Heat as an organization, which is save money, was they need to get off some money. And I, I had suggested 
that they would move out Jimmy Butler because he's got the largest, longest-term contract. Another thing they might be able to do is try to get off Duncan Robinson. How would you feel about the Cavs moving Kevin Love for a Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo, or maybe Max Struess kind of combo? Something that could help right now, something that aligns with their ages, uh, and something that keeps the large contracts around? Just thinking Dan Gilbert is the third richest owner in the NBA. He's made a ton of money. He can afford some luxury taxes. And if you keep the salary contracts, then you can flip it for another disgruntled star at some point. I feel like Kevin Love's... He's not obviously you can trade him, but I feel like he's a little too he's too important to, to to the Cavs to the vibes in the locker room. He was there in 2016. He was part of these final finals runs, and then they built this whole other team around uh, not around him, but the rest of that team is gone, and it's just him left. I feel like that's important. I feel like it just I don't think Robinson's Robinson's nearly good enough to to say hey like we should do that even if Love isn't playing very much. What about from the Heat side of things? Would you be willing to give up? jimmy butler to bring in kevin love and then you've got some spacing next to bam okay, well, kevin love isn't good at all uh, i don't i don't think we're, we've gone i think and this sounds crazy. i mean if, if the Cavs are offering like an isaac okoro um avert package plus picks whatever they have left i think that the heat they don't the heat have anything should, the heat left. should be desperate to contract he's a great player but yeah, that's it's so so expensive. He's making thirty-seven right now, forty-five million. It's an eight million dollar jump, and forty-eight, then fifty-two into a player option. That's so yeah. much money. <laughs> that's so much money for a player that isn't playing. Very well. Let me see how many games he's actually played. He's played in twenty-three games this season. He's missed fifteen, just about. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, is he gonna have an awesome playoff series? Probably, but you can have those. Oh, I show up in the playoffs, players. If you make it to the playoffs and i don't that's not guaranteed right now that's the luxury of being draymond green and being next to steph curry you can be the 16 game guy because you've got the other guy to get you through the 82 mm-hmm. well tell me about your third resolution where are we skipping around where are we uh, we're, we've definitely knocked off a few of mine okay I, i'm getting back to an old gripe with this one which is learn a new skill i'm interested that is the lakers Need to learn how to shoot threes. <laughs> I just, I should have seen that coming. I don't know why that's still a new skill for them, but they're playing Austin Reeves at the four. They're legitimately going with a Thomas Bryant, Austin Reeves, Schroeder, Westbrook, and Beverly lineup at times. This is the smallest fucking team out there. If you're going to be this small, you need to shoot threes. Like, I don't think that's that novel of a concept of like, hey, we can't defend people. We can't get rebounds. So we need to make more points with fewer shots. There's a mechanism in the game that allows for that. And instead, they are shooting the fourth fewest threes at the sixth worst percentage. I don't remember ever saying this or ever really noticing or anyone else ever looking at the Lakers roster before the season started and saying, hey, this team can't shoot at all. Not even a little bit, but by game like two of the season, everyone was like, oh, this team can't shoot at all. We were finally uh, realizing the, the repercussions of not being able to shoot in the modern NBA. Not good. I think the initial plan had been something along the lines of, hey, we'll start Schroeder and he can shoot a little. Thomas Bryant can shoot a little. You know, we're going to have some like competent shooters and then Bryant didn't play for the first long while Schroeder didn't play for the last however many games Beverly has declined from being a 40% shooter to what is he at at this year like 31 like the, the whole team has just forgotten how to shoot and so 
it felt like a much needed new skill for the Lakers to learn. Beverly shot so well with the Timberwolves because he was able to hit, to get a ton of open shots because he was around floor spacers and, and guys with gravity, Anthony Edwards and, and Towns. And when you can stand in the corner or get those kickouts, you'll hit those threes. But playing on a team with no spacing, everything gets harder. It's yeah. interesting to dip. But I, I, I have a good, I have a, I have a new resolution. Nate, you ever have a friend, maybe an old relationship that you, you knew just wasn't working out and, and things should move on? You've been there. Is it, wait, isn't this what we just did? Did we just do this with Miami Heat? <laughs> no, this is this is a more interpersonal relationship. Oh, this isn't oh, okay. a let things go. This is a you have this person and you know it's time. And the Rockets have to get over Eric Gordon and just and just let's let's get this going. It's his seventh year with the team. He's it's, he's been there for so long. Let this poor man go. It's better for both sides at this point. It's not you. It's me. It's, you know, we both need to move on and grow and get to better places. I see it. A reporter had asked him what kind of improvements he's seen since the beginning of the season, and he said, I see no improvements. Damn. And he, I mean, he is, at this point, is he 30? Let's see, 30-something? 33? Take a swing at it? Sure, sure. Close enough. Rick Gordon. I'm just kidding. 34. So he's, 30, he's 34. He's been on the trade block since since 20, 2020. Um, you gotta let him go. Let, let, the, let the birds fly free. Um, he's playing on a team that's super young, and they're not good. The Rockets are, are really, really bad right now. Um, looking forward to February. Are they supposed to move last year? I just At this point, I don't know if his what he is as an asset is worth the contract that he's holding. He's going to be a free agent next year. I just think he's probably going to sign some veteran minimum getting into the offseason. Maybe you don't even move him. Maybe you just work out a buyout. And that, that, that's on the table. He's clearly unhappy. He's clearly pissed off that like team sucks a lot. They are just one of the worst. They're bad on offense and they're bad on defense. There's nothing going on. Well, and that's, it's a little bit harsh because they do have some good improvement. Like, Usman Garuba is actually playing this year and he's playing good on defense. I mean, he's setting hard screens. He's trying. There's not a lick of offense in his game, but I've liked the last couple of games I've watched where he's been out there. Um, Kenyon Martin Jr. Shangoon. Not not loving Shangoon as much. Don't say that on TikTok. People are like all over Shankun and I, and I see, I think we have the same gripes as like basketball realists where like, hey, this is a 6'9 guy who isn't defending the rim at all. Uh, not even a little bit, because hey, Demonis Sabonis has been a pretty like, not the worst from, he's been better this year on defense, but he's at least like big and strong. Um, Shankun's kind of, kind of a novelty player on a shitty team where I think when the Rockets are good, it's going to be a different look with him. Shingun is poor man's Jokic in every aspect. And if your response is Jokic is bad at defense, yes, but imagine how much worse the poor man's version of him is. <laughs> every time I watch Houston, which admittedly has only been five games this year, but the last two or three that I've watched, Usman Garuba, his defense actually changes things. And between him, Tariq Eason, and uh, Kenny Martin Jr., they actually have like three guys that you could put out there and have a pretty def- good defensive core. Like, I think if you play those three next to Green, and hopefully you're not playing Kevin Porter Jr., but if you were, I mean, you have two good scores, three good defensive players. I think that that is a model moving forward that might work. I, I don't think that works as well with Shangun, as beautiful as his passing is. He's a super fun player to watch, and, and he'll be out there when they're down to 30, but I don't see like the long-term projection for his skill set. And maybe, maybe he starts shooting and things change, but another thing with Jokic is, oh, he doesn't play defense yet, but he's like best offensive player ever. 
so that's okay. And he's yeah. not very good at defense because he's just a one man. Our offense is really good, and and that's enough to be the best player, or at least one of the three best players in the world. Yeah. Really, as I note, I saw Kenyon Martin Jr. play in the high school uh, championship. He played for uh, I think Sierra. Let me see, Sierra Canyon. And I forget who they played, but I win. It was a golden one. I think they lost, but it was fun. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, the girls' championship was right before that. We ended up seeing that too. It was a, it was a fun game. Nice. I, I was enjoying watching Houston play the other day, and I forget who they were playing, but I was like telling my wife, you know, hey, Kenny Martin Jr. Uh, he's the son of, I mean, Kenny Martin. That's pretty obvious, but Kenny <laughs> Martin was this player, and then it was like, oh, here's you know, I forget who all they were playing. They might have been playing the Magic. Um, so Cole Anthony, but there was like multiple sons of NBA players on both teams, and I was just like. Let me talk to you. And she's like, that's cool. <laughs> Shut up, Nate. I'm not here to listen to you. <laughs> she's very patient. Oh, God. My wife is the patience of a saint. All right. My next my next resolution is kind of like this one. Uh, it's for the LA Clippers. And it's to live life to the fullest. Okay. Stop taking games off. Start going hard on every possession. Just do it. You, you have this, like, supremely talented team. Probably the deepest team money can buy and it just feels like they're walking through it it feels like paul george saying oh yeah we kind of knew this wasn't gonna be our year you know next year's the year is still the mindset of this team and i just want to see them say nah we're gonna fucking destroy this team tomorrow and like obliterate someone by 50 points i think every single year with paul george and Kawhi, everyone's just like like, nice job, guys. Like, if you were healthy, you would have gotten them. Like, let, let, like, hey, no worries. You have these two guys. We'll be back next year. And that's going to run out eventually. You don't get to say that every single season. Excuse me. Um, you don't get to say that every single, say that every single year. I just, I want to see it. Let's, let's play every game. Make it happen. I was watching them play the Pacers. And it was like, hey, let's try Paul George at center. And let's, you know, not shoot three i don't know it was, it was just weird it was like Kawhi played one good quarter that game he's like all right third quarter i'm gonna take over and this is gonna be my game and like norm powell was running around doing a bunch of stuff but god i i hardly remember seeing luke Kennard in there i could not tell you what marcus morris did in there zubat like was kind of getting punked at different points it it was just a really lazy game that they were like yeah we're better than the pacers ah we're down by 10 at the end of the first okay well i guess we'll just kind of keep moseying and then they had one good quarter right in the third and end up losing by a single point because paul george decided to jack a three as time expired like great you, you closed it to one that was completely unnecessary but it, there was no urgency from the team paul george's basketball iq is is strange at times for someone as good as he is he does some weird shit it's just he's just kind of a kind of a, a a goofy kind of an awkward player at times he's so good but there are moments like that you're like that was just like lebron wouldn't have done that or katie never would have even considered doing something like that or the great great wings all right you know nate sometimes the new year rolls around you want to buckle down and really take things seriously and so, say you know the last year i maybe i slacked off i slept in too much mm -hmm. i didn't take my job serious i didn't take school seriously and for the hornets take basketball seriously take being a professional team as a real job and as a real thing to do and try really hard at i think that's what they should they should do going forward because i think they kind of like they're so fucking stoked that they got Lamelo that they forgot to try to build yeah. anything <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right 
I, I'm gonna give the Hornets a pass this one one year. You know, Miles Bridges. I understand. Yes, out of their they, control. Not you know, and they're working it out. But they had something good going last year. They had a player commit domestic felony assault, and then they held the line and said, "You know what? We're not re-signing you, except for maybe they are." Yeah, they're going. They're going to. That's not. That's not going to pat them on the back. That guy's coming back. I'm patting them on the back right now until they re-sign them. I want okay. to be mad when they re-sign them, so I want to okay. praise them for not re-signing him at this point. And every time I see one of those, hey, Lakers have entered into talks with Miles Bridges because LeBron doesn't want to miss the playoffs. I'm like, no, LeBron. Some things are bigger. I get that you're a giant Deshaun Watson fan. Like, made a video made... about that, dude. I I saw your video. He tweeted out that he was stoked when they traded for Deshaun Watson. People are idiots. <laughs> this is not his first like praise Deshaun Watson, and I I get wanting to cheer for a good team. Like, it's not about the Browns though. It's not about the Browns. It never was. He's he's the, he's been a Cowboys fan his whole life, and and now he wants to. It's the, he has he he didn't say go Browns. He said I love. He's like I go Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's getting his rhythm back. Anyway, yeah. we, we we I don't want to get stuck on not stuck on that, but. Yeah, but I, I'm giving the Hornets a pass. I did have the same one of improving job performance mm. uh, because that is the 10th most popular New Year's resolution. And I, I assign that to the Toronto Raptors, who are currently sitting in 12th in the East. Uh, they have a positive point to differential. They're two and a half games back of 8th. Van Vliet has had a rough year. It's been getting better. He's now only down two points per game from his last year average. His true shooting is was 58%, it's now 54%, so he's shooting worse, scoring less. But I just, there's more to these Raptors. They have four or five guys in the top 100. Like, they should be a good team. I mean, Pascal Siakam is having his best year, and he is scoring, rebounding, and playmaking. Like, I don't know what more you want from him. And the rest of the team around him just isn't delivery it's not great yeah really quickly on the hornets before we move on that resolution came with their all of their history being kind of average Fair. and just meh and so that that's kind of not necessarily just like this last year but like just in general someone wake the hornets up let them know okay you can be good like if you want you can do things to, to win basketball games for the raptors i actually wrote one down that said be more generous trade siakam to the kings <laughs> what, what are you offered up for him what are we offering? I think if you do like a essentially a Keegan Murray and picks package. Okay. Uh, which I do. I, I think I love Keegan Murray and he's been he's been fun. But he hasn't been crazy good. He hasn't been special enough to see like, hey, here's like an all NBA caliber talent. You're not turning that down. You'd be an idiot to turn that down. Siakam's could be one of the 30 best players in the league. Does Tyrese Halliburton's near all-star birth? And it's I say near because it hasn't happened yet, but it, it is happening. Don't tell Don't tell Wally Serbiak that. What What Wally Serbiak do? What's he going? Oh, he, he, he called He called Halliburton a, a wannabe all star a few days or like a week ago. Oh my! He's God. being a dick on TV for no reason. I have no idea why. That's he said it shame. twice. He said it twice. He said wannabe all star, and then he's like, just repeat myself, wannabe all star. Like okay, thank you, Wally. Take care. Um, sorry, what was the, the original... question? Oh, no, no, I got to stick with Wally Zerbeck for a minute because the original co-host of this podcast uh, plays pickup ball with Wally Zerbeck's dad. They, like, go to the same Y. The original one. <laughs> How old is Wally Zerbeck's dad? How old is this podcast? <laughs> uh, like, like five years. We've had, we've had a number of hosts. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Walt Zerbeck. He's 73 now. To be fair, when Richard was balling with him, he was probably in his 60s. 
Okay. Shout out Richard. So we're we're very pro Zerbiacs here. It's a shame to hear that the Zerbiacs are not pro Halliburton. And for all fucking people to to bitch and moan about wannabe all stars, the one time fluke all star Serbiak to yeah, anyways. Okay. Uh, Wait, Serbiak Serbiak did get a fluke all star. Yeah, made an all star pick. He made an all star team. I think uh, with the. My Timberwolves. God, I, I was gonna call him a fluke all or a wannabe all star, but man. <laughs> okay, what was the original question about? Is the does Halliburton's? Uh, the original question was: Is does Halliburton's success make you a little bit wary about trading off your young prospects for for an all star? No, because Sabonis Sabonis has been awesome. Sabonis has been better than I thought he'd be, and way better than you guys thought he was going to be. And Dylan's still trying to cope, still trying to figure out. He's watching the tape, trying to understand how someone who isn't good at basketball at all is actually playing well. Um, I think. The, the issue with Halliburton is we knew he was really good. Like he, everyone saw that on Sacramento. Yeah. And so the trade, if I could undo it and, and do like a trade Fox thing, I, I totally would. I, I love what we're doing this season. I would do it differently. I still would. Um, I don't think Murray has been special enough to, to, to shoot down a, a Siakam deal. I mean, Siakam is undoubtedly, he's not a flawed player like Sabonis was, like or undervalued. Like he was really good on a title team and played in the finals. Yeah. and can win you playoff games. At this point, Murray is still worse than what Halliburton was last year. He's, he has he has rough games. And Siakam is better than Sabonis. Like, you're trading the worst player for potentially a better player. I think that would be a really great move. And I think, hey, maybe maybe that is better job performance for the Raptors. Maybe improved job performance for them means improving their tanking and going all in on a youth rebuild between Scotty Barnes and Keegan Murray. That could be a, a be fun really fun. Squad. I'd be all for it. The Kings would essentially guarantee a playoff spot at that point. He'd be undoubtedly good enough. Maybe they get Eamon Thompson. I think he's supposed to be in the 6'6 six, six to 6'9 six, range. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, the other one. If I, sir, is it a Sir Thompson? Uh, yeah, a Sir Thompson. Listen, they, they can't get Wimbenyama or Scoot. Just one. They're not going to tank that hard. I think anyone thinking about pivoting to a midseason tank needs to start talking themselves into like Eamon Thompson or someone in that 3 through 5 range. I'm twins, man. The Raptor, Wemby's too tall and Scoot's too short. You can't be a Raptor. Be a Raptor. The Raptors. I, I watched them play the Kings, and they they matched up really well against us because they have a ton of six nine, six eight guys, and and the Kings really don't. I was me and my brother were cracking up at the Jazz game, which I was at um, the other day, which was just the greatest game I've ever been to, and because you're watching the warm up, the layup lines, and I said every single tall guy you see in the Kings is not playing. None of those guys are playing. Like, I was looking at the Jazz. He said, all those tall guys are playing. Markinen, Kessler, Olenek. They all played him at the same time. Vanderbilt. These guys are all playing. The Kings have Alex Len and Nemus Keita, um, Chumezi Metu, and Trey Lyles, and Sean Holmes. I'm like, these guys aren't playing. Like, none of these guys are going to get big minutes. And, and I think I, I would love to have uh, the Raptors, things like that. Because when we go to their bench, it's, it's Avion and Malik Monk, and we get super short. And when the Lakers go to their bench, we play Austin Reeves at power forward. <laughs> that's your starters listen i made a tiktok before the year started about how the lakers were going to win the chip this year because every year that the lakers get a michigan state guard they win the chip yes it started with magic johnson but it continued with shannon brown so i thought we were just guaranteed it with max christie but max christie has to play power forward because we're so fucking small that this doesn't work i even said hey when we got roy tarpley it didn't work because he wasn't a guard 
how was I supposed to know the six foot six scrawny, you know, 190 pounds kid would be our like biggest player out there? What the, how was, how was I supposed to know that was going to happen? But we should play him more because he actually can hit threes. There you go. I look, I look forward to the Lakers next season. Better, better year. All right. I have, I have, I have one more. All right. I've got two. Would you prefer quit smoking or spend more time with friends and family? I want to say quit smoking for last because I, I'm trying to think of where you're going to go with that. If so, go ahead with uh, spend more time with friends and family. So I wanted to look at pairs of NBA brothers for this. Okay. And I thought about the, the Wagner bros. Mo they play together. Franz. Yeah, they, they spend time together. Uh, and so I was trying to look at their on-off numbers and it, they're better together, but it wasn't really great. So I ended up going with the Curry brothers, probably the most obvious brother situation. But for Steph Curry, I wanted to spend more time with friends, get healthy, get back on the court. And for Seth Curry, he is having a bad shooting season for a Curry. I want to put that in there for a Curry. He's shooting 38.7% from three. Over his last six seasons, he missed one due to injury, so seven years total. But his last six, seven, his last six seasons, he hit 43.9. So he's... He's shooting about 5% worse from three. And he's not playing all that much. He's in and out of the rotation. One night he gets 20 minutes. Next night he gets six. Come home to Golden State. Come play with your brother. Spend more time with family. You know, get back in the gym. Maybe start hitting threes a little bit more. Go back to the Curry workshop. I think I think that's a really good move for his career at this point. I'm interested. I think with the little more shooting for a Warriors team that really needs it, maybe a little, uh, little moody for... For Curry trade, kind of swing something. I'm not sure who throws in what, given the Warriors have already a ton of guards, but just just for the vibes, just for the vibes. Just you get the brothers together, and you're like, it's worth it. All right, I'll hit you with mine. You know, Nate, you gotta communicate, communicate with your partners, with your friends. It's 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 it is the basis of life. And for the Hawks, let's get Trey Young and Nate McMillan in the same room. Make sure they're talking to each other. Make sure the star player and the head coach still like each other. Make sure they have the same game plan and know what time the game starts. And try to figure out how to save this disaster because it's been a rough one in Atlanta so far. They just aren't very good. My final resolution was Trey Young based. Oh, really? Because <laughs> you know, you know when a player is really hot and he's shooting a bunch, you, you say he's on fire. Well, Trey Young's been just shooting a bunch and missing, so I feel like there's smoke, but there's no fire, That's and he good. stopped smoking. I was trying to think of potheads in the NBA. I was like, is someone too high all the time or something? Or what, what direction are you heading in this? That's good. I'm curious to see what, what, the, what the Hawks have in store. As, as of right now, they are the, the 9 seed. They're two games below 500. Let's see, by SRS, they are the 22nd best team in the league. Right behind the Heat and head of the Thunder. Man, that's really what we're, what we're dealing with right now. I will say, there's hope. I've been watching them play a bit more recently and while the wins haven't been exactly coming they've, they've not won much Bojan Bogdanovic returned to the roster returned to the rotation and he's starting to provide a lift from three and it's been something they've much much needed and now it's it's still streaky he's definitely still recovering he had an 0 for 10 for three game against the Knicks which that was um that was really rough to watch but also against Lakers three for 12 but as he's continuing to work his way back in, as he's starting to have some good games, if you have Trey and Bojan next to Murray, you have two shooters out there. And that game against the Lakers, Jalen Johnson looks like he's gonna be something. He is super athletic. He was bothering LeBron like 
one of LeBron's best plays of that game is he gets a pass on a fast break, goes up for a layup, and Johnson gets it from behind. Both players kind of go out of balance. LeBron jumps back in and fights for it, gets the ball, and puts it back in. So it's a great LeBron play, but it's a great LeBron play because Jalen Johnson blocked the first shot. Like, him, Onyeka Okongwu, Atlanta's got the right pieces there. I think I think you're right. Communication. If you can get Trey and McMillan on the same page, they have the right pieces around him. They're going to get McMillan on a, on a bus out of Atlanta for they get him on the same page. I, I don't think McMillan's going to stay there for very long. There was, there was reports that he might just quit, just resign. Which is which is pretty intense. Like there was there's there's clearly more going on, but I, I agree with what you're saying that they had a rough start. Bogdanovich is really important what they're doing. He's that second. He's another creator. He's he's a great shooter. I mean, he was in Sacramento. I watched him all the time. He's a really good player. He plays winning basketball. That guy is a playoff guy. Like I don't I don't think he's played in a has he played in a playoff game yet? Uh... Yeah. Has he? Yeah, he has. He was in Atlanta last year. Or the, yeah. he was in Atlanta for the for the Eastern for the their big run. Um, the conference finals but i when i watched him in sacramento all those years i always thought that like this guy is a playoff guy he has those intangibles we just they're not a playoff team like he's going to be really good somewhere else and i like okongu and i like aj griffin i thought they nailed that pick at 16. we're super lucky to get him i think this team and what they are is going to change on really hinge on what john collins becomes uh, what is collins trade value at this point is it two seconds did you get could you not that that is i mean i just i understand it's higher than that but every time i hear about his him being traded the hypothetical package is just worse and worse i feel like he was like oh you could trade collins for james harden and then it's like could you get drake jay crowder or john collins and it's like maybe and they're like what who is is john collins alive anymore like what's what's the value here i i made a proposal of john collins for bojan bogdanovich to to unite the bogdanoviches as all things should be that's all things should be. And if you're like, eh, I, I wouldn't do that. But Bogdanovich is way better. Yeah, but he's also way older. And it's like, hey, you could then have this guy who has talent and matches with your core. That's and who will help you lose games. Because the Pistons don't want to win games right <laughs> now with Cade That's out. true. Like, no, I agree. I agree. And I think I like. I do like that deal for the Now I think about it for the Pistons, given. Uh, you gotta, you know, change it. Because it's always Bogdanovich to a team that's going to win 19 games. Yeah. Did you know that Landry Fields is now running Atlanta? Yeah. Travis Schlank just randomly stepped down middle of last month. Not good. Not things aren't fantastic in Atlanta right now. Thirty-four-year-old Landry Fields, formerly player of the Knicks and Raptors, mm-hmm. is now just in charge of of this franchise. Here's like, a funny Landry Fields story. So I'm like 12 years old when he's playing for the Knicks. And I'm like learning about basketball. I'm like a child trying to mm-hmm. comprehend like what's going on. I'm going on ESPN and I'm pretty sure Fields gets hurt in New York. But ESPN keeps writing articles about how, oh, just wait till Fields gets back. Just wait till Fields gets back. Like when Fields gets back, let's get better. And so I, I as a kid, I thought Landry Fields was like just really, really good and hurt all the time. And I was like, oh man, Landry Fields is amazing. Like when he gets back, the Knicks are going to be incredible. <laughs> Landry Fields is going to be the key to the the key to what the Knicks are building here. Um, I didn't understand it really at all what what was happening. We've all been there. I have a paper that I wrote about the Lakers' history when I was I'm not sure when, but I was like you know talking through the George Mikan era, then the West Baylor and Kareem and whatnot, and, and the piece ends about like the bright future of the Lakers with future All Stars Derek Fisher and Devin George. 
<laughs> That's great. That's awesome. It was probably yeah, 2004, I, so I might have been 12. Like, you know. I still believe in Ray McCallum. I'm still, I still have my my early Kings up. But too much stock in guys that never, never really that good. It, we could do a whole podcast. Maybe that's a a summer podcast of the guys we believed in that just never became something. I'll tell another quick ESPN story because ESPN was what I read as as a kid. I just went yeah. online ESPN, and I remember seeing that Mello got traded to the. Celtics. You're talking about fucking Fab Mello, like the center. <laughs> and it was just I got clickbaited was by as a child by ESPN. They they totally tricked me, and I was like, oh my god. Until I read the article, I was like, oh, Fab Mello. Fucking I... bullshit, ESPN. That's a stupid headline. Mello traded to Celtics. Are you kidding me? You know, it happens. <laughs> we uh, when two years ago when Dylan and I and Nico released our top 100. People were clamoring, where is Mello? And I'm like, he's like number 49, LaMelo Ball right there. And they're like, no, 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 Carmelo Anthony. I'm like, what What do you mean Carmelo Anthony in the 2021-22 top 100? What What are we talking about here? Get Get out of here. God bless Carmelo. God bless Carmelo. I thought we did a great job. Yeah. Those are our resolutions. I hope people, I hope they stick with them. I hope they see them through. You don't want to give this up by January. Be persistent, set reasonable goals, have your smart goals. Lowry, stay off of the red meat. Trey Young, quit smoking. I think these are these are words to live by. Aaron, do you personally have any New Year's resolutions that you'd like to share on the pod? I need to get less upset when I watch Kings games. My brother doesn't want to doesn't like watching them with me because I get too angry at little things. I'll just be like, this is the worst team I've ever watched. He's like, Aaron, we're up by ten. Please sit down. <laughs> I think my New Year's resolution is just try to be more observant, which I don't entirely know how you practice it. I'm 30. I'm turning into a dad. Uh, and I saw a light was turned on in my bedroom. And so like I walked over and I didn't enter the room, but I just kind of reached in, like turned off the light and walked past it. <laughs> my wife was just sitting there, <laughs> laying on the bed, like, you know, swiping around on her phone, just watching TikToks. <laughs> I was like, Nate, I'm in. Okay. You just turned <laughs> off the light. And I didn't. Didn't hear, didn't notice. She came over like two hours later. She's like, are you mad? Like, why, why did you just turn off the Are you mad? <laughs> like, it's, You're I, harassing your poor wife. Apparently, so. Just turning lights off on her. Be more observant. That's that's the goal. I like it. All right. Well, where can the people find you? Possible chairs on TikTok. I'm doing a, uh, a King's, King's history, but year by year, starting in 1946. Just got it going. I love it. You can also follow us, Hoops Temple, on TikTok. Hit us up there. We're also on Twitter. Don't get on that much. But if you ever want to shoot us a direct message, hit us up there or hoopstemple at gmail.com. Happy to answer any questions on the pod. My business email is in my TikTok bio. Email me there. Right now, I just get spam. I just get tons of spam. Message me. I will answer. Yeah.